to control it, but he tried to knock it inside for Monelli. He was tightly marked. And it's Oriali now. Bertone. Will be one, two. Yes, it is. Good move. Oh! What a chance. The players once again managed to play the game in front of us. We were under a lot of pressure in that first half. They came out with a new shape, 4 for 2 pressed us high, got dispossessed a couple of times, but we didn't get rattled. Uh, the team is very matured in playing tournament football and just find a way to win. It's just been awesome and we want to keep doing it. We want to experience it more and more and um, keep our dream alive. Full time from Stadium Australia. And the Matildas are into the quarterfinals of their home World Cup. Hello! Oh! Wooshka, wooshka, <laughs> we're back! Wooshka! Wooshka, wooshka, wooshka. Babushka. Back at the Maybe Daily, and the Matildas have just kept the dream alive for everybody. Oh. Thanks, guys. Fuck yeah. We are sponsored, as always, by minsports.com.au. Thanks for your patience over there, guys. It's been an interesting few weeks. The best in the biz. We're also sponsored by Mary Fowler's new novel. The gloves are off. My life is a cat burglar and World Cup winner. Hopefully, <laughs> not in that order. Let us pray, Mace. <laughs> yep, let's get serious. Let us pray that the Matildas beat France. Blah, blah. Let us pray that the Matildas beat France. And let us pray <laughs> that the Matildas beat France. France. Just focus on that. If you've got a sick child, they'll survive. Ah... <laughs> uh, uh, Pen. Pen. Oh, hang the great on. Great bad guys of the world, the French. Yep. In the name of. In the name of. Oh. Gee, we're rusty. Jesus. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm superstitious. That's a terrible omen. Absolutely. Oh, man. In the name of Mary Fowler's new of. novel. Oh, shit. <laughs> Who are we again? In the name of. What have we learned? In the name of. Our no, Tony. Tony. Anyone, Anyone wearing, wearing a Matilda's Matilda shirt. shirt. Anyone who has ever worn, worn a Matilda's, Matilda's shirt. And whoever is making Matilda's those shirt. Matilda shirts. <laughs> You've got yours on, Meso. Ah. Uh, ah. Pen. When there I bought this, when yeah. I bought this shirt years ago, because I'm a huge fan, not, I didn't buy yeah, cheers, it the, cheers, the, night, the night before the first game. Didn't fall off the bandwagon the night before. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> I heard you wanted to burn it as soon as you heard that uh, that Kerr God God Kerr did a calf. You're like, well, bugger this. Literally bought it the night before the first game, and I went in there and I said, oh, can I get Kerr on the back? And the bloke laughed at me. He just said, <laughs> I was like, that's not good customer service, mate. And he goes, I didn't say that. That's what I said inside. I sort of laughed with him. And he just goes, mate, you, there's no... We haven't... It's sold out, completely sold out. Yeah. The letters yeah. are completely sold out. And I go, okay. The letters have sold out. Can I go... <laughs> the letters are A, gone. A, B, C, D, <laughs> F, G. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, mate. No, he's left. Sorry, buddy. Okay. Mate, you couldn't get polking horn. Everyone was sold out. Every name. That's a lot of letters. It's a lot of letters. It's a lot <laughs> In fairness. Well, you know they've got record shirt sales now. It's through the roof. More than the soccer Incredible. roof. Wow. 
That's a great start. Take it to the corner there. That's amazing. Hey, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we got to address something to our seven loyal listeners who've been wondering where the hell we've been. Mm. And it's for a bloody good reason. I mean, we're in the peak of sport at the moment. There's a lot going on, and we're going to come up with some big sporting pods soon. But yeah. Mastodon, there's another Matildas fan in the world, and it used to live in your balls. You're a dad again. <laughs> Here are your balls. Mike Monroe, this is your life. Here they come. Here are your balls. Oh. <laughs> Does this sound familiar, Russell, Russell? Uh, Dad, with his hand on the plums on the couch on a Sunday, falling asleep to the world's strong man. That's right. Who have you introduced to the world, man? His name is Alf. I keep calling him Alfie. I don't know why. His name's Flynn. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get your own son's name wrong? By that much. I don't know. <laughs> what? Alfie Langer? I don't... Well, our friend... Alf Stewart. Our friend had a kid named Alfie. I don't know if it's Alfie and Flit. It's the oof. FL. It's the oof. It's something in the oof. It gets me every time. Don't tell me that it's the alphabet again. <laughs> it's the Alfie bit. <laughs> Keep saying it all the time. And then it takes me a second. I'm like, what is his name again? Like I got him out of the got out of the car before and started walking and Mel turned around and goes hey I go oh yeah there's another kid he was still in the oh, car you left him in the car I left him in the car oh Jesus God. no it's right it doesn't get too hot in summer no it's a great move just make sure you crack the window when you go and play the pokies mate yeah I was on the I was, I was actually heading in to the uh, local RSL to have a slap but yeah I just uh... to the smoking cage yeah so what's his actual name. Alfie to his friends and his parents, but... Flynn. Flynn Lee Pregasson to Maine. Get that on the back of your Matilda's jersey. Wow. wow. You're going to need some more font. <laughs> Flynn Lee, I like it. Strong. Flinstagram. Going to see him Flinst- on the socials. Yeah, that's it. Errol. Flynn Sanity. Errol. <laughs> Flynn. Lethal. Okay, we got a few out of the way early. That's good. Mate, congratulations, obviously. Thank that you, is mate. awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. We've got our backs against the wall time-wise here. We do. Because the Matildas basically are creating history tomorrow night. So I'm oh. going to have to turn this around quick smart. So we'll talk yeah. more about your family and, and all the important stuff later. But we've got to get to the real nuts and bolts, and that's straight to the Matildas. How's your Let's tournament been? Where have you watched the games? Maternity Ward with Alfie? <sighs> yes. A lot of uh, midwife hangouts. So in the Maternity okay. Ward, watching second and third game, actually. But I've actually, to be honest, with a bit of a summary of my group stage so far, mm. it's been a very entertaining World Cup. Been very, very entertaining. Big time. And the talent level from the minnows now... Oh, upsets galore. ...is upgraded. And these new teams... It's awesome. ...are giving these, these fucking number one teams a shake. Isn't and it great? And we, we're sort of in the sweet spot of like competing, probably a quarterfinal level team... So yeah. we're expected to get out of the group but not win it. This is about our level. But in a tournament full of upsets, and we'll get into our side of the draw and all things Matildas soon, but mm. we're sort of in a nice little sweet spot at the moment. Hey, is there any yeah. truth to the rumour? You said a lot of time with the midwife. Any yeah. truth to the rumour that Mackenzie Arnold was the midwife because she's got the safest set of hands in the country? <laughs> I think that's where she trains. She goes in there each yeah, day. Yeah, she goes in there. Trains and you know as a midwife. Weird? Every time they leave, no matter how messy the birth... Always a clean sheet. <laughs> Mackenzie, clean sheet, Arnold. <laughs> She's been good, Macca. She's been good. Oh, mate. Listen, look, let's, can we do a bit of a summary of where we're up to now in the in the tournament? I've got some, like, highlights yep. for me just sitting. So watching the two games in the maternity ward and then 
the last few games we've dominated, oh. dominated, have been on the, ensconced on the couch at home with no sleep. And there's nothing better than sport when you've got a, a newborn. Just to, yeah, yeah, I'll take care of the baby. I'll take care of the baby and watch sport. Oh, nah. Except that yeah. normally when you time mm-hmm. it for a World Cup, you think, you beauty. Two games, two in the yes, morning, four yeah, in the morning. True. I'll be up all night. It's actually prime time here. You're like, eh, I wouldn't mind a kip. Yeah, you're getting to midnight and then it's all over. But um, listen, the highlights of this World Cup. My favourite highlight by far is the Moroccans so far. Apart from the Matildas. Moroccan roll. The Moroccan rolls versus the Germans. in Not versus each other, but that last few final minutes yep. of the Germans going out and watching the Moroccans celebrate. Unreal. The win and make it through. Unreal. Unbelievable footage. Unbelievable. Thrilling viewing. Well, they had, because that both group games were on at the same time, in order to mm. know that they'd qualified, everything had to go their way, they finished five minutes early and the footage of them in a huddle on the ground looking at phones was just, oh. you wouldn't think it would be gripping, but it was so intense, them just Incredible. huddling around and then celebrating. Fantastic Incredible. effort. And then they punched above their weight. I really enjoyed... Yeah. Stadich's girls, the non-Filipino-looking Philippines, getting their first win <laughs> ever and making it through there. That was impressive as well. That was one of the great highlights, wasn't it? That was one of the great highlights of teams scoring their first goals in the oh, tournament and watching the, the absolute bonkers. It's just yeah. incredible watching them go absolutely bonkers. We spoke about this earlier where they just turn into kids again and they just run oh. to the corner and their limbs, like the most elegant athletes on the planet and their legs are just going everywhere and their limbs are going nuts like they're trying to sell a used car and they're getting rid of kebabs (laughs) out the front of one of those inflatable man things unreal stuff to watch so good yeah it's it's been full on mate the canada game i yeah i was trying to get a ticket last minute i tried to buy disabled access tickets i was going to take crutches in i did everything (laughs) i didn't want to go to the ground and try and sneak in or scalp in case i missed it so I left it as late as possible, but then ended up having to come home. And I missed the first 15 minutes. I was listening on the radio. Oh. I'm walking down Ligon Street when Razamataz scored. And I freaked the living shit out of the two people on Ligon. Normally a really busy street. <laughs> and now my naivety. It was just like a Monday night at 8 o'clock, so it was quiet. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's quiet. Everyone must be watching the Matildas. Anyway, she scores, and out of nowhere, insane bloke wearing headphones, drops to his knee and screams, Fuck yes! <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Old lady hobbling home, crosses the street to get away from the psycho. <laughs> and if you remember, that goal was actually disallowed for offside initially. Yes. But I had time, even in that moment, to be like, Hey, that's okay. We're creating chances. We're better for seeing it go in the back of the net. It calmed me down. And then for it to be given, I was like, oh, we're winning this game. We're, we're on Easy. Here. We're on. Yeah. We dominated that game. Big time. That was one and of the then great. the Denmark the game great. I watched in Darwin on the weekend. It was in Darwin on wow. the weekend. So I watched that there. Yeah, right. Beautiful one day. Sticky and hot the next. But um, <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, what was, how was it up there? Hot? <laughs> How'd you guess? <laughs> Cut on these rhinos. Let me give you some more group stage highlights and get it up to date with me and what I've loved about this tournament. Look, Hit me. the Saffirs of Morocco making the last 16 was incredible. Yep, punching. The fact that they beat Saffirs beat Italy in the last game to make it was just so good. Crazy, crazy. The Moroccans, after watching this French game that just played the other night, how the fuck did they make it? They were useless. 
one of the worst teams of all time. I've never seen a fucking team like them. Doveton Football Club, unbelievable. The other thing that really got me was the Melbourne Stadium name, the Rectangle Stadium. Doing! What's going on there? So this is a FIFA slash ABC thing. You'll notice this when the ABC telecast from anywhere because you can't have sponsors. Oh, yeah. They'll call it Lang Park, not Suncorp. They will call oh. it the Rectangular Stadium instead of Amy Park. So it's a FIFA-adorned thing. i tell you what you don't want to do with it, though, is call it yeah. Melby instead of Melbourne, oh. which is one of what the US players did. Oh, oh looking forward to the game Melby. in Melby. Oh, God. Everyone hated that. It's been an absolute graveyard, though, because a couple of players, absolute legends of the game, Brazil's Marta, Seppo's sure. yeah. Rapino, their careers are over, and their last games were in Melbourne. And it was a fortress for us. Best crowd of the tournament so far. Amazing. Was yeah, for, for sure. For us, anyway, against for Canada. For sure, for sure. I couldn't believe Marta was running around still when I was watching Brazil. I was in nappies when she was playing, it feels like. You were nothing but a little gleam in Alfie's eye. <laughs> it was eight years ago. Yeah, cheers. How are those adult nappies going well, there? <laughs> yeah, really well. Look, one of the that was just incredible that she retired. I could not believe she was still out there. She must be 60. But one of the, the the Brazilian crowd was very good, but the best crowd of the tournament, apart from the Tillys crowd, the Australian crowd, mm. was the Colombian crowd. They're on fire. Oh. Colombia, England is going to be a hell of a quarter. Narcos.com. Yeah, mate. White line oh, fever personified. Yeah. <laughs> they were fantastic. Look, the other thing I have to say, which I really liked, was coach a bit of a coach's spotlight. Talk to me. The old Tin Tin herself, the Canadian coach. Oh, mate. One of the great-looking coaches. Fair little pipsqueak. Absolute Where do you start? <laughs> Honestly. Like one of the early failed versions of the Microsoft clip, like the paper clip that helps you out. <laughs> I've stuffed people like her in a locker for when I was at high school for years. Tiny little pipsqueak. Like someone put Ronan Keating in the oven. You know when you put like a pack of burger rings in the oven and watch it shrink? And make it into a key ring. She's key ring Ronan Keating. It wasn't good. It's like warning. It's like warning now in the grave. That's what he's like. He's got a. Well, he's just shriveled up. No, it looks it looks so so little like warning now that it's actually <laughs> Channel 9's version of warning on the TV event of the year. Warning. Mate, they had worse shots than that TV show, the Canadians. Oh, my God. Look, she was unbelievable. She freaked me out. And my favourite coach, mm. again, I'm Morocco heavy. Yeah. But old mate Moroccan coach, did you see him? He looked like Kev from the Derek TV show. Old mate who lives at the... Remember oh, Kev? yeah. That <laughs> reference. <laughs> I couldn't get over it. Kev drinking a can in the old people's home. It, it's a dead ringer. Ronald Pedros, his name is. He kind of looks like he's got a secret that's haunting him. Yes. He sort of looks a little bit depressed about the fact that when he was a 17-year-old, he hit someone with a car and kept driving. He thinks they're okay, but he's just not sure and it haunts him. He didn't stop. Yeah, okay. So he's got some... Yeah. I am not fun to play guess who with, by the way. <laughs> Did your guy have a teenage hit and run that probably ended up well but keeps him up at night in his 50s? Yes. <laughs> Are you Ronald Pedros? Oh, why do we have to play this lousy old game? Because it was the only one in the house. Can you guess who? Guess who? Game cards do not actually talk. You got the dud! <laughs> hey, be 
looks just like you, Poindexter. <laughs> Stand up for yourself, Poindexter. Coach's spotlight was fantastic. Goal celebrations for me so far. Goal celebrations was the classic eagle stance crane karate kid by Safa striker Catalana when she scored against Italy. The, f- the crane. Thanks for coming. Did the crane strike. Sweep the leg. It's a bit of a sweep the leg into a three-point wet shot. It was just like some little origami thing. Really, really it enjoyed that. It almost looked like if you, the light hit her on the right stage, it, it was like she was doing shadow puppetry. Really lame shadow puppetry celebration. Good for a podcast medium. Right, great for a podcast medium. Now, my favourite goal of the tournament so far was Marta Cox from Panama. 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 <laughs> That's all I did when I was watching Panama the whole sing game. that song. The whole game. <laughs> Panama. She had a worldie of a free kick. One of the great free kicks. Mate, one of the great goals that's not Australian. That's right. One of the great celebrations as well for a first goal for, for the country, which was unbelievable. But that's kind of my highlight so far, mate, up to where we are. I love it. I absolutely love it. We could talk about other teams as well. By the time this yeah. has come out, someone yeah. out of Sweden and Japan will be gone. And I think the winner of that game will probably be playing the Matildas in the final. The Japanese, you can tell they eat with chopsticks. They are precision personified. They are so clinical. Just a grain of rice at a time. They get five shots, they get five goals. They've scored 17 <laughs> goals in four games. And you watch them and go, it's honestly like eating Japanese food. They're I'm really like, I'm good. full, but I feel like I could keep running. Like, I'm okay. <laughs> They're phenomenal. Absolutely so I always phenomenal. order, always order like six sushi rolls. And I'm like, ah, oh, that won't probably fill me up. Always. Cheers. Can't get through them all. Cannot get through them all. They look unbelievable, by the way. They look like the team to beat. How's their federation, the Japanese Football Federation, you reckon they plan much over there? They have a 100-year plan. 100? Yeah, mate. Just a lazy century's worth. Terry Wallace would be impressed. (laughs) By the way, how good would it be being in charge of that? So, uh, good news, guys. From about 2070, we win everything. I'm going to be dead when it happens, but hold my word to it. Like, what's a 100-year plan worth, guys? In a 100 years, it's literally all new people on the planet. I'd love to see a coach in the AFL come out and say that. Yeah, I'm, I've got a 100-year plan. Co- <laughs> now, it's a ruthless industry and you're only as good as your last game, but just give me 90 to 95 years and we'll make finals. I've got a 100-year plan down at Tigerland. <laughs> That's brilliant. That is amazing. You were going really well there up until the point where you weren't. Was that your plan? It's been a World Cup of upsets. Brazil gone, Germany gone, Norway gone, yeah. USA yeah. gone ski. The USA penalty shootout, I know everyone talks about, oh, that penalty shootout was crazy. This is one of the craziest things I've seen. One of the best shootouts you'll ever see. Unbelievable. Everyone missing a six-minute review that Shane Watson would have been proud of. <laughs> the goal stands to knock the USA out of the World Cup by quite literally one millimetre. Insane. And wasn't it sweet? Unbelievable. Did you see um, 45 himself, the Prez, 
Trump make his feelings be known on his own social media platform post game? I didn't see it. I didn't see it, but I I've heard got a quote. about it. I got a quote say? from the great man. <laughs> the quote shocking and totally unexpected loss by the US women's team to Sweden is fully emblematic of what is happening to our once great nation under crooked Joe Biden. All capitals coming up. <laughs> Woke equals failure, okay? Nice shot, Megan. The USA is going to hell. Five exclamation marks. <laughs> Follows off all capitals. MAGA. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there. He gives Ideas. them shit saying it wasn't totally unexpected. Uh, it's emblematic of what's happening to the great nation because of crooked Joe Biden. Okay. Didn't realise he was in the midfield. Capitals. Woke equals failure. How dare they be woke? That's what cost them the penalty shootout. Cheers. It was a millimetre. <laughs> Nice shot, Megan. Megan Rapinoe missed a penalty over the bar. Nice shot, Megan. Appreciate it, Don. And the USA is going to hell. I don't know what the hell that means. I don't have no idea. Hell in a handbasket because they lost a penalty shootout in the chick's footy. Odd. <laughs> it's the greatest tweet I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> He's American. Get behind your team, Donald. Bizarre. Once great nation, going to hell. Thanks, Crooked Joe. And the word crooked was uh, very... Pertinent, I think. It was a very good word for Biden. You know, he's crooked. He's a crooked. He's the most corrupt president we've ever had. And he's also the worst president we've ever had. You look at what happened in Afghanistan. You look at what happened with inflation. Look at the economy. Look what's going on. No, he's the worst president we've ever had. The Poms, who could yeah. be Matilda's semi-finalists, I actually think they'll get done by Columbia just personally. They've lost mm. arguably star of the tournament, Lauren James. She's going to serve, we're not too sure at the time of recording, whether it's one, two or three games, for stomping on the buttocks of a Nigerian What's player. When they tried to outmark her throughout the game, she, uh, she took it out pretty poorly. Hey, something I've really enjoyed about the Poms, sure. been listening to a lot of English broadcasts and news from the BBC and the like about the, this tournament and their press complaining about the time slots. Oh, we've got to watch it at two in the morning. We've got to watch it. Po- oh, for God's sake. Hey, guys, <laughs> suck shit. <laughs> Welcome to Welcome. our entire World Welcome Cup viewing lives. Welcome to the industry. Welcome to the industry, my friend. <laughs> it's so weird having primetime World Cups. It's the best. The only issue I've got this Saturday <laughs> is best. making sure I've still got my faculties come five o'clock. It's bizarre. <laughs> It's incredible. I'm sure there's a game at... Is there a game at 11.30 or something? There's a game at 11am that's just about to start. 11am! <laughs> you know why that game is on then? There's a why? few games like that, and people wonder why. It's because the USA paid FIFA to have those time slots, assuming that they would be in them so that they could watch it in prime time in the States. Cheers. Oh, go to Take hell, the week off, guys. Though. Trump was right. Go to hell. What on, Megan? Woke equals failure. Okay. Suck shit, Megan. Might as well support China. It's not racist at all. No, not at all. It comes from China. That's why. It comes from China. As you know, China tried to say at one point, maybe they stuff now, that it was caused by American soldiers. That can't happen. It's not going to happen. Not as long as I'm president. Uh, it comes from China. It's not racist at all, no, not at all. A couple of quick ones. Jamaica did well. They pushed themselves through to the round of 16, they got did. done by the Colombians. Not bad for a team that literally had to crowdfund their own way there, as Same. did Nigeria, making it through to the round of 16. They've now got FIFA Pro, which is the organisation that helps players around the world who are unjustly treated. That's great. Because it is a huge Nigerian pay dispute. They have not been paid for a very long time, and they're 
doing tremendous things. Scamming in Nigeria, that's uh, that's shocking. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, they haven't been paid, but I've been paying a prince over there off my emails for about four years. <laughs> hey, something I've noticed just quickly by the by here is... Yeah. What's going on? It must be a SEPO terminology that's come in because they dominate women's football up until now. They're no longer substitutes, Mace. They're game changers. Oh, please. Please. To the point where the SEPOs put up a graphic of their bench and instead of bench or substitutes, they wrote on the graphic, USA, game changers. (laughs) Oh, my God. God. You can't change the result, Hollywood. Well done, USA. Going to hell. You're not game changers. Gustavson Publishing proudly presents Mary Fowler. The gloves are off. My life as a cat burglar and World Cup winner. Join Mary as she details her intricate life from thieving diamonds and rare jewels to stealing the hearts and minds of a nation. She details her early days as a hand model, paving the way to her nefarious lifestyle as a cat burglar, her teenage years in the gardening section of Bunnings, the short stint in Paris as a mime, and all the romantic sordid details of her failed intimate relationships. No glove, no love, according to Mary. Mary pulls no punches in this tell-all memoir. She addresses the rumours that she has no fingerprints, that she moonlights at Sotheby's auction house, that her fingers are made of twisties, that she once had her palm read and didn't like what the story told, and how she deals with a community every day wanting to know the answer to the age-old question, What's with the fucking gloves? Mary tells us her biggest fear. Spoiler, it's holding hot coffee. She details her intense phobia of clicking. She tells us Michael Jackson was half an inspiration. To say this book is a page turner is pretty bloody obvious. It's kind of the minimum requirement of any book. You need to turn the page. But fear not, when you turn the page over, Katrina Gorry will be there to recover it for you. Available on audiobook by Tony the Smiling Swede and, for some unknown goddamn reason, Stephen Hawking. It comes in 442-433 and the kind of hardback whose spine can only be bettered by that of the Matildas itself. Mary Fowler's The Gloves Are Off. An ironic title, considering she never has her fucking gloves off. If you purchase one of the first 19 billion copies of The Gloves Are Off, ironically, you receive your own pair of gloves. Which can be a real bastard to flick the pages with, if I'm being completely honest. Let's run through the Denmark game, mate. The Denmark game had 3.5 million viewers on Aussie TV. 
to put that in perspective on a Monday night, that is more than the AFL Grand Final. That is more than the NRL Grand Final. That is more than State of Origin. In fact, since the Olympics, there's only been one sporting event that has trumped the Denmark round of 16 game for viewers at 3.6 million. The Lawn Bowl Championships. It was the Lawn Bowls with Rob Perella on the Gold Coast <laughs> when he had that resting jack and he followed it down and oh, we got three on it. the last leg. <laughs> No, it was, you know, it's weird. That actually happened. Ash Barty, 3.6 million watched Ash win the yeah, Aussie nice. Open. Nice. So, wow. you'd think we'll beat that figure this Saturday, even though it's a 5 p.m. kickoff. If we can somehow get through that and make a semi, then people's TVs will just start exploding. It's going to be ridiculous. The opening oh 20 minutes of that Denmark game was scary for me. I felt like they were on top. They were getting <laughs> in between awful. the lines. I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I think one of the turning points was Nine Lives, Steph Catley going down on purpose. The sort of stuff Aussie fans normally hate, but absolutely fantastic game management. She went down with an injury and did it close to the sideline and just yelled out to our Tony, get a timeout in. He got a huddle together. That changed the structure up. And then that first goal, that Caitlin Ford, Bathurst, the girl from Illawarra. Oh, my God. Can we talk about... Okay, let's go go to... Let's go to the cat burglar first. Fowler's yeah. touch, spin, and through ball was just a hot knife through butter. One of the balls of the tournament by a long shot. Yeah. Up there with yours producing a little Alfie. <laughs> Run back by the Matildas. Mary Fowler gets away from her goal. She's got Caitlin Ford down the left channel. Fowler finds Ford. Ford starts to straight forward. Caitlin Ford's in the area. Caitlin Ford's! It's Caitlin Ford for Australia! And the Matildas on the fast break. Fowler plays like she's been playing the 20th year. She's literally on the 20th year on the planet. She is the youngest in the squad, and she's becoming integral to us in terms of her her link-up play in the middle. In terms of link-up, the best move that we made all tournament from our Tony was nine lives hooking up with Bathurst, who's been pushed towards the left. Yeah, yeah. That link-up has been complete sex, but the scary thing is, watching them in the last couple of years, I think Bathurst and Kurgod have actually got a better chemistry. So to have all three of them playing there is going to be fantastic. So obviously that was the first goal. That sort of, once they scored that, it was a pretty easy watch, to be honest with you, as easy as I can remember watching a national side play. We've got to talk about the composure and time of the Dutch omelette, Van Egmond. Oh, <laughs> she's been a revelation. <laughs> to be honest with you, the first few games I didn't actually like what she was doing out there. But that Denmark game, she was so the composure. Well, she normally plays a bit more of a holding mid. Very smart, very smart player. Very intelligent, and the setup for Razmataz for the second. A lot of players would have turned and blasted away or just touched, stuffed sure. up their touch. She takes her time and sets it up. Passing through to Fowler. She's got Cooney Cross ahead of her. Foul up, spreads it to the left wing. Cooney Cross runs onto it. Thompson in front of her. Cooney Cross squares it. Foul up, inside the box, one way, the other. Stabs it forward. Van Edmond's in there, has to turn. Rasso! Hayley Rasso doubles the lead for Australia. She's going to be integral to us in terms of game management because she can alternate yes. between pushing forward as a link-up player and also holding, helping out. Gory and the corn chip, CC. So let's talk about her as well. We didn't mention Cooney Cross, the corn chip herself. No, we need to. She we is to. so good in tight spaces. We will need yeah. her and Gory at their best against the Frenchies. Gory does yeah. play some risky passes, so she'll have to recover her own. That's right. But That's right. 
the thing that will have to be against France that we were against Denmark is clinical. We must finish. And thankfully, we've got the greatest finisher in the world back in the squad, fit and firing. Crazy. So things are moving in our favour. Absolutely. And the number 20 has gone up on the fourth official's board. Sam Kerr, for the first time in this FIFA Women's World Cup, here is Australia's captain. So when Kerr came on, yeah, I was screaming at the TV, don't do it. Keep her in bubble wrap. Don't do it. And then when she slipped and it looked like she did her groin, I thought, oh, my God. I've never been more disappointed to be right. This is devastating. How was that? What happened to her? Oh, my God. Just jelly legs. (laughs) She stepped in the biggest fake hole of all time. It was the weirdest. Absolute abyss. It was fucked. (laughs) It was fucked, wasn't it? Wrong bag. You took a dip out of the wrong bag. I shouted the screen when she did that, get her off now. But the thing is, now that she's on, it's no longer a question for them in the media. The fans got to see her. She got a bit of confidence. Hindsight's Mm. a beautiful thing. It's the best move that he could have made. And I did enjoy her, at the end of the game, passing the armband over to Nine Lives, going, hey, you led the team. Do you want to do the chat? That sort of stuff. The other one I want to mention is the Sea Hunt in Claire Hunt. I've been so impressed with Claire Hunt. Mike. Mike has been phenomenal. Mike's been amazing. Yeah, she's only played 10 games for her country, and she looks like she's part of the fabric. Doesn't she? She looks like she's been there for years, her and Kennedy back there. She's amazing. And the aberration of the Nigeria game, and it is an aberration. It's a blip. It's no longer part of yeah. our discourse. Fowler was injured for that. Yallop was injured. So I'm going to put that to one side, the loss we had to have, as friend of the pod Meza said. But Mackenzie clean sheet Arnold. It's just non-stop clean sheets. The maternity ward. Absolute Mac- midwife. <laughs> Mackenzie midwife clean sheet Arnold. Mac Award. She's been amazing, actually. She's been really good back there. Super solid. Very composed. I've really liked the composure over the whole team, really. Mm. I think that Ford goal really changed things. I think once that goal went in, we needed a goal like that. A really flowy goal. Very to the point. I just feel like we always need the first goal, though. Well, that's Australia in a nutshell, I think. I just yeah, really it, is. Matilda's in a nutshell. But I thought that goal led to us dominating, and it, I think that opened something up. The confidence was there after that. I just can't going back to Fowler. I can't get over that she's twenty. Yeah, she w- plays like she's been. She's the most calm person out there. Yeah, she barely makes a noise, and it just the, the, the decision making and that cross. That cross, I've never seen anyone make a cross like that. The other thing is with that pass, I've watched that first goal so many times, and she has the option yeah. early just to lay it off mm. as a simple pass, but she's clocked that Bathurst has made the run. So she holds and turns and then plays that through ball. She's got great vision. The other thing is yeah. she was originally going to be the spark plug off the bench. That was her role. And she's been forced mm. into this link-up play. Now she seems so integral that you almost want to start her. And I want to talk about this because, okay. Yes, oh, Kernundrum. The Kernundrum, okay. Now, let me just say, she's the greatest striker on the planet and she's now fit. It's a World Cup quarterfinal in our backyard. She plays, mm. she starts. Mm. But, mm. but, I know this might sound stupid. Is there a world in which we look better or could look better Sticking with the same 11 and bringing Kerr on at either half time or whenever is needed. And that way you can either drop. I think what they'll do is is rest Van Egmond 
And that way you can put her on in attack or defense, depending on which way we want to do it. Mm-hmm. But is there a temptation to keep Kerr dry so that their game plan is thrown out a bit, the French? I think there's not just a temptation. I think that's the right decision to make. Really? I think that is one of the great tactics and advantages we have. We have Fowler, who's basically Kerr in 10 years. Mm. And she's playing like... She's playing... She's playing Kerr-like. I think she's playing Kerr-like. And I think that's, you know, given them that energy they need. They're doing it for Kerr. But now that she's back, I just think they're playing way too well. I don't think you fuck with it. I think you keep it and bring her on. And it's, imagine about her coming. The French would be shitting themselves. They That'd would. The only, risk, the only risk would be conceding a couple and having to chase it. But then again, I guess you've got the best striker in the world to come on. It's going to be fascinating to watch the tactics. Well, I just think if she starts, you, who do you who do you take? You take Van Egmond out. I think so. I don't think you should. It'd be Fowler. It'd be either Fowler coming on at halftime or Kerr coming on at halftime. That's my mentality. The other thing is that we need to be prepared to play 120 minutes plus stoppages. That's true. And if you start with Kerr, I worry that you'll end up having to sub her off and we miss a penalty taker potentially in a shootout. Great Or a cutthroat finisher in extra time. Great Because I've got a sneaky that this could go the distance. I was just about to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Righto, Crash. Mate, the afterglow of the Denmark victory has has faded and now it's pure nerves for me. Yeah. Let's talk about the French game a little bit then. A couple of their players, uh, Kenza Dali, the surrealist herself, Salvador, she's an absolute gun. I think the standout yeah, player possibly good. of the tournament is Diani. She can play. Katadiatu Diani. You won't miss her if you haven't been watching France out there, guys. The long blue braids, she's already banged in four goals. This team she are getting better and better by the game. They're a tournament they team and they're building. So, you know, earlier I was saying that I'm nervous because of the confidence. Mm-hmm. I'm nervous because everyone seems to think that we're doing well. Look, we're underdogs with the bookies. They're ranked third in the world. We shouldn't be favourites. But everyone's talking like we've already won it. That scares yeah. the absolute crap out of me. So mm. don't think I'm being negative. But in order for me to get positive, I need to put us back into a bit of reality. Mm. This French team have gotten better and better every game. They're like all World Cup winners. They are building into a tournament, and they've got a tournament-winning manager. The African Cup of Nations twice with two different teams. They are highly skilled. They have pace in attack, not as much in defence. Ranked third in the world. Somehow they are stealing our underdog status because they're away from home, and we've got all the press on our side, mm, mm. and people are talking us up, which is unfamiliar and foreign. Mm. The French have scored 12 goals. They're undefeated. They've been there before. We've never made a semi. Last time we were in Brisbane, we lost against Nigeria. There are a lot of things stacking up against us. This is a bloody hard game. Absolutely. It's a World Cup quarterfinal against France. It's fucking hard. On the positive, we've got other players, apart from Sam Kerr, who've got us there. We've got multiple scorers. Nine lives. No frills A-OK. The Cat Burglar gloves Fowler. Bathurst. Razmataz has three. We have the easier side of the draw, so hopefully we get through, and then we've got potentially England or Colombia. The other side of the draw is a nightmare. We've got the home crowd on our side as a 12th man. We can ride the wave of emotion, and we've got the best striker in the world back fully fit. There's both sides of that coin. How are you feeling about the France game? I think it's very, very well balanced. I think both teams have great attacking 
strengths and both teams our centre backs aren't that fast mm. they've got Basher who's an amazing little winger on the side who's very pacey yep and they've got Le Sommer up front Frenchest name ever she's yeah. up front she's really good too but I think I think our our key is putting those two centre backs under the pump with our speed and skill they're old they've got that old French skipper in there she doesn't like running hates it doesn't understand it. She's like me. Hates running. Cement <laughs> boots. The old frog cement boots. But I think that's it. I think it's very, very well balanced. And I think it depends yeah. on how corn chip and mini go. Yeah, and that midfield's going to be key because that will retain possession. We've got to keep the high press. That's use right. Use our pace down the flanks and get balls into the box. Balls into the yeah. box and set pieces. So we played them in a friendly pre-tournament and won. I'm we not did. too sure we can take yep. heaps out of that except the feeling of it, the positivity of it, so they know they can win, they're beatable. Like I said earlier, we have to be clinical. I mean, Denmark had more shots than us, and we didn't really feel threatened. We can't afford that against France because they'll convert. We must take our chances again. That's right. I think as great as Nine Lives and Bathurst on the left have been, Razumataz and Sweet Lou Carpenter need to be able to recover our balls and backtrack because they've got the wingbacks on that side that will hurt us. I actually think Sweet Lou Carpenter, the country chippy, will just about need to be best on. She yes. plies her trade in France at Lille with several of her opponents. She's going to be key for inside knowledge and effort. The managers are interesting because there was actually a bit of friction between them the last time around in the dugouts oh, of the yeah. friendly. They look like brothers. They look like brothers. <laughs> Mate, it could be the only time he won't smile, I reckon. It's going to be very interesting to see how our Tony goes. He looks like a Bond villain, old René. He really does. He's the ultimate Bond villain. But he looks like a comedic Bond villain, though. So it's sort of <laughs> like a Bond spoof, like an Austin Powers Bond Space villain. Spaceball style, yeah. 100%. <laughs> that really hurt. I'm going to have a lump there, you idiot. Who throws a shoe? Honestly. Look, we are winning this game. We are. It's in our backyard. That is our big key here. Mm. And the pressure of the crowd on the French, I think that is a huge thing. That we're in our backyard. I don't. Th- I think they're. I think we're ready. Yeah. I really think we're ready. I have a lot of trouble. I hate saying it, but in men's football, I can look at two teams and instantly know the level of who's better. Yeah. I'm still a bit of a novice with the women's game. Where I'm thinking, are we actually? Is Razo Bathurst yep. Fowler? Are we better than the French team? Because I don't know the French players very well. Yeah, right. Um, so I'm going in there with this blind confidence, thinking we're already better. Yeah, okay. From what we hear and where they're playing and the WSL and all of this. This makes me nervous. And and I know what you're saying because yeah. we are fantastic and our individuals are great. Razo's just signed at Real Madrid. We've got Man City players, Arsenal, Chelsea. We're world class across the board. That's what I mean, yeah. I think the key is actually not about our individual skill. I think they're probably a little bit more skilled than us, but... We play as a team slightly better. Now, they are building, as I said, but I feel like the sum of our parts is stronger than theirs. I know I bang on about this all the time, but I just think the first goal, so crucial with a home crowd because that will overpower them, whereas one nil down that can become quite daunting. Yeah. I think we're chasing the game. We're in big, big trouble. Big trouble. I'll take Neil all at halftime. Open wide for some soccer! Kicking, 
All right, mate. So, what are your predictions? What are your thoughts? Oh, oh God. We're gonna we're winning this game. We are winning okay. this game. We win one. Oh, we win two one. Okay. I can't get over how good Bathurst is on that wing. As soon as she moved yep. to that wing, I think she is an absolute nightmare. Yeah. And if Kerr starts, they those two have been playing since they were in the bath together, getting cleaned as babies. That's very true. This is their time. It's slightly weird reference as well. Mm, what's weirder is I said very true. It's not very true. <laughs> also, there aren't degrees of truth. <laughs> you can't be very unique. It's very true, not just true. I think we're talented enough. I think we've got enough in our corner to get us over the line. I think this is our time. I think we go to the semis. I really hope you're right. 2-1. What do you think? What do you think? Well, you know what? I'm trying to... I'm incredibly nervous. I do have an image in my mind of, of us, I hate to say it, being crestfallen after a shootout or something. I think it's going to go the whole way. I I have to embrace the Matildas' attitude because they talk about the scrutiny and the pressure of helicopters above the ground, who, by the way, didn't release footage, just took still photos after our Tony asked them not to reveal any tactics about Kerr. I love that. Home press, get behind it. Is that it. who he was on the phone to before the game the other night? Ah, maybe that's his. That's when he was on the Bluetooth going, don't. <laughs> Black Hawk down. Uh, that was his Uber Eats <laughs> coming through. But those girls talk about embracing the privilege of yeah. that pressure. It's what comes yeah. with being elite. I'm not up to that. I don't have the fortitude to do it. I think we're embracing it. I think the girls are loving it. I mean, the Australian public's been amazing on the street, making us coffee, whoever it is, they've all got behind us, honestly. We've felt the love and just walking down the street, it's been a real buzz. So I think the girls are embracing it. I'm embracing it. We're loving it and hopefully we can keep pushing on. I've been thinking a bit lately, Mace, about how hmm. I think being like an eight or nine-year-old kid is pretty ideal. Mentally, you know, <laughs> stick with me. You know wrong from right at that age. You just want to have fun, but you can also be respectful. If someone tells sure. you, hey, keep it down, the adults are talking, you know your stuff. When you're yeah. at school, you know, you don't see the other kids at school as the black kid or the Asian kid or the chick or the bloke. They're just other kids. They're just your mates. Yes, and that's yes. kind of how the crowds are feeling to me. Like it's a crowd full of families, full of kids, kids, yeah, boys and girls, and they don't give a flying fuck if the player's sit down to piss, they don't have an interest in that. They just know that they wear Australian shirts and they make us feel proud. They make us feel joy. They're Aussie legends who give us joy. Right. And it's a safe environment. Like there aren't these testosterone torrents of abuse and vitriolic word sprays being invectively hurled from the stands. They're just cheering and in awe and full of joy. This team is bringing us joy. So I've got to try and shelve the nerves and enjoy the ride. Enjoy it. Because we're yeah. in the midst of this gap bridging legacy, you know. They're so approach if I saw a Matilda on the street, I would one hundred percent approach them and say, Hey, thanks. Good luck. Yeah, it's a great point. And yeah. I don't know how many other sports or codes I would feel comfortable doing that. No. Okay, that's Definitely probably not. a bit of a lie. I'd probably harass anyone. But the point remains <laughs> Any Queensland player. You'd this be... <laughs> is a professional, potentially world beating, all conquering group of elite athletes, and I kind of feel like like, stupidly, they're my mates. I know that's ridiculous. It certainly is. But I'm just so invested. And I can finally yeah. see the nation catching up on that. Yeah. I can see the newspapers and our mates talking about it and wanting to watch it. And I just don't want it to end now. Oh, I do not want it to end. I don't care how ugly it is. If we get through this, we've got at least two games, whether that's a semi and a final or a third-place playoff. 
And this won't make football the number one sport in the country. I've heard people talking about that. It won't. In two weeks' time, when this is finished, we're going to be talking footy finals in September. But it will create a legacy. It will have young blokes cheering for female sport like we haven't done since the Olympics. It's not about becoming number one. It's about a groundswell of movement that can help build the future. So I'm trying to implore people to do what I'm trying to do, and that's just not worry about the legacy or the pressures or the repercussions. That'll take care of itself. Let's instead try and just ride it out. Let's get swept up in the joy, in the wave of emotion that sweeps across the entire fucking nation, which is so rare. Like sport's the only thing that can galvanise and unite us like that. And for it to happen on a mass scale without partisanship in our own backyard at our preferred time slot with a bunch of humble legends is the rarest of rare. It happened 23 years ago and it might not happen again until the next Olympics and who knows, maybe never again. So let's ride the wave, embrace the pressure. Ride it. Let's feel the, get joy, in the joy. Let's get the fucking win. Woo! Woo! Because come this Saturday night, Mace. Yeah. We might be one game away huh. from a World Cup final. That Unbelievable. Is something I didn't think I'd actually ever say. Unbelievable. I love it, Sonny. I love it. I love where we're at. What have we learned? 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 We win on pens and I'm just yeah, nerves are good, they show you care. Five PM kickoff. Five PM kickoff. Saturday? Saturday Arvo. Yeah. Ker God. Substitute. I'm calling it right now. It's happening. Eight seven on pens. Mackenzie, the maternity ward clean sheet hits the winner. <laughs> Dream weaver. Yeah, I'm in. I'm all in. Let's watch it. Let's roll with it. Let's. In- lastly, let's enjoy it. Hundred percent. That's what we got to do. Hundred percent. We got to enjoy it. Got to embrace it. Go and get the shirt on and ride that wave. I love you, Mace. I need you to stay in, and I will be seeing you when we're in a World Cup semi-final. Unbelievable. I love you. 2-1 Australia. Let's fucking do it. Go Tilly! Go Tilly! He's a weird-looking dude. His favourite movie would be Eyes Wide Shut, I reckon. That's what I do whenever he pops up on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> be into real kinky stuff. Old Rene. Rene. What would you want to say to the 75,000 people in the stadium? Thousands of people are watching all across the country. I get emotional. I really do. The support we feel is... Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Coming soon to Gustafsson Publishing, Alana Kennedy's book on gravity. You won't be able to put it down.